0: Okay, we are talking about the voice. We're talking about Elijah tonight. We talked about Samuel two weeks ago. Who did we talk about last week, somebody? The talking donkey, Balaam and the talking donkey. If you did not listen to that or you were not here, I would encourage you to uh, listen to that podcast. It was fun. And uh, it was strange, and uh, it was great. We had a good time with that one. You can get that on the app really easy. The app makes it really easy to listen to the podcast, by the way. Because right on the home page of the app podcast and then chosen gen you're good to go it's really easy so um yeah we talked about the talking donkey a little bit of shrek action and uh it was good times tonight we're talking about elijah i want to set this kind of situation up for you we're going to jump right into the scripture tonight and i want to set it up for you so you know kind of what's going on here so elijah what's the most famous thing elijah did Shaylee's not here so do what you don't know either. That was Elisha. That's his. That's His. His, his mentee. Do what when he was cold. His coat? No, that's Joseph had the coat. Okay, Elijah called down fire from heaven, burnt up the soaking wet burnt offering, and then killed all the prophets of Baal. Like, he went crazy violent. It was it was wicked. Like, he called down, like, he got so he got the altar with the thing, and then he covered it in water, which there were famines, so there wasn't a lot of water available, but he did it anyways, and then fire came down from heaven, burnt up the offering, and then, like I said, he killed all the prophets of Baal, 400 of them dudes. So... So to prove a point, I guess, I don't know. So so Elijah has killed these 400 prophets of Baal. He's, he's having a good day. Like that's a good day. The problem is Baal, like that was the false god, but the queen at the time was named Jezebel and she was a fan of Baal. And so he's like, dude, you killed all my prophets. What the heck? So she is like, I'm going to kill him. Okay, that's what she says. She sends, she sends Elijah a warning. She says, listen, I'm going to get you and make you dead. That's what's going to happen. And so, yes, ma'am. That's John the Baptist. That's or that's yeah, John the Baptist had gets brought to the king the queen on a platter. But you're you're in the But same thing. She wanted him dead. So she's like, Listen, I'm gonna kill you. Now Elijah had just come off this crazy thing. Elijah's got the power of God flowing through him. He's having a good day. But and so he probably could have gone up to Ahab, who was the king and Jezebel, and been like, Bring it what you got, but instead he runs away and hides because he's a wimp. So so he just had this crazy awesome God moment. Now he's hiding. He's literally in a cave, okay? He goes into, uh, he goes up on a mountain and sleeps in a cave. We're in 1 Kings 19, and this is what what it says in verse 9. There he went into a cave and spent the night. So, like, he's literally sleeping in a cave. And the word of the Lord came to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? I like this because I have been there, not literally, I've never actually slept in a cave. Uh, I slept in a tent, but, you know, never in a cave. And so, but, like, I've been there where God's like, hey, you, what are you doing? You, your parents ever do that, like you're doing something stupid? And they know what you're doing, but they ask you the question anyways, right? They're like, what are you doing? You're like, nothing. Nothing. I didn't do it. It was accident, right? Like, that's that's what it is. God's like, Elijah, dude, what are you doing? And so that's the situation where Elijah's at right here. This is so cool. I love this. And so, so Elijah, is he's having this, what are you doing moment. And, uh, and so, you know, when we get in those situations, yeah, it's funny when our parents ask us that. Like, you know, we can look at it now. But, but sometimes God will ask us that too. Like, dude, what are you doing? You know that's not where I told you to go, right? Jo, you know, Jonah went through the same thing. He's in the belly of a whale. He's like, see, what are you doing? Why are you, in, why are you in the boat going to Tarsus? You're supposed to be going to Nineveh, you know. And so sometimes that happens to us where we're like, you know what? God's trying to tell me something. He's going, dude, what are you doing? So that's what happens to Elijah. That's where Elijah's at. Elijah's in this, what are you doing? And so sometimes when we get to that point, we're like, all right, I better figure out what God wants me to do, but then I got to hear the voice of God. See how I did that there? We're talking about the voice. So here we go. This is what happens. We're going to move on and read verses 10 through 14 right here. He replied, I have been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, broken down your altars, and put your prophets to death with the sword. I am the only one left, and now they're trying to kill me too. He's like, God, you see all the work I did. I'm the only one on your side, and they're trying to kill me. The Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. God's talking about himself in third person here. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. Did y'all hear there was an earthquake in Dallas last month? That's so weird. Yes. That's crazy. I know, but like you don't think in the middle, like you think that's like California. Somehow we got one here. After the earthquake came a fire. Yes. Oh, that's right. I did see that. I actually saw something about that. It said it was because of the drilling. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, really? Even in Snyder? Wow. Anybody who been in? I've never been to California. I've never been in an earthquake. I've been in hurricanes and stuff, but you have? I've been in hurricanes. Okay. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. Then a voice said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? Sound, remember that sound familiar? He replied, I have been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, broken down your altars, and put your prophets to death with the sword. I am the only one left, and now they're trying to kill me too. That last part should sound familiar. We're going to get to that in a second. He did just say that, and that's what we're going to get to in a minute. Don't worry, I'm coming back to that. Because here's the thing. He is gone. He's got all this crazy stuff. People are trying to kill him, but he's got to hear the voice of God. And so he goes out, you know, and God sends a fire, and it's not the fire, and it sends a wind strong enough to break rocks, which is a lot of wind, and it's not that. And, you know, I, oh, who was, I, ta- I was talking to somebody about hurricanes, about how people in Florida were crazy, and people go like surfing in a hurricane. You know, they do. It's like, did y'all see, like, you know, the whole blizzard that was supposed to hit? New York this week, it didn't really hit, but there were people, like, out in the blizzard, right, you know, they're out sledding and stuff, and, yeah, skiing down the street and stuff, you know, because there's those, cr- because there's those crazy people, I have friends who have surfed in, like, l- like, category one hurricane, I mean, not, like, a big deal, like, like, in Florida, if it's not a category three, we don't really pay that much attention to it, but, you know, um, but, yeah, like, like, I've seen crazy stuff with the wind in a hurricane. The wind can do a lot of damage if you don't know that. So the wind breaks these rocks. It's not, the, it's, not that, it's not the earthquake. It's not the fire. Then all of a sudden it says there was a, what's the, what's the, yeah, God sent a fire, but God wasn't in the fire. It said there came a gentle whisper. Other translations use the word a still, small voice. And that's where Elijah hears God. See, that's where Elijah gets to hear the voice of God. It wasn't in the fire and the earthquake. And that same thing applies to us because so often life gets crazy and we're running around like chickens with our legs cut off. And and anybody catch that? No? Okay, somebody did. Chicken with their head cut off. Yeah, okay. So we're running around like crazy and, you know, and all this stuff is happening, but we have to get quiet sometimes to get where we can hear God's voice. Give me that next slide there. What is that? The gear shift, the Prindle, which you know from what? Sweet Life of Zach, life of Zach and Cody. I actually knew that that's, that's how y'all would know that, um, believe it or not. I found that somewhere. I don't remember where I, how I learned that. But yeah, that is the gear shift or the Prindle, as, as many of y'all know. So here's the thing we are like that. Y'all didn't know that. You are like a gear shift. I'm here. I'm about to tell y'all. Our, the way we, our position, our posture of hearing God can be defined by the positions of a gear shifter. Okay? So here's how it works. What's the P stand for? Park. Park. Okay? When you are in park is when you, when 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 a car is in park, what's it doing? It's not moving. It's sitting there, right? Yeah. And that's how we are when we are like still unwilling to move. We're stagnant. We're, we might even be going through the motions of hearing. Like you can press on the gas when it's in park, but it's still not going to go nowhere because, because we're not putting in the effort to, to hear God. Like at that point, you're like, you know what? I don't want to hear God. You're kind of still or you're not hearing from God. So that's park, okay? What's the R stand for? Reverse, right? Reverse, reverse. Okay, so... Sometimes we get in the situation where we're spending so much time looking at what used to happen or what happened before that we can't move forward, right? We get in a situation where we're looking back at all the stuff that used to happen, and and we you you know sometimes we dwell on our past mistakes and like, man, I can't believe I did that. God might, God's never going to talk to me again. Like anybody ever screwed up, you thought your friend was never going to talk to you again. Like you know, like we think that about God sometimes. Like, man, I can't believe I did that. I know God's done with me. I'm sure. Or. Sometimes it's the other way. We're like, man, do you see how awesome that one time was? I'm going to go back and think about that instead of trying to get another taste of what God has for me. Because I'm so busy focused on that old thing. And as good as it was, God got something else for me. But I'm too busy looking at the past. That's reverse. Okay, what's the D stand for? Nope, the D. Drive. I'm getting there. Y'all pay attention here. Drive is how a lot of us live life. And I have been guilty of this a lot. This is where... We are trying so hard to do stuff that, that we're not allowing God to steer. We're like, hey, look at all the stuff I did. Look, I did this and this and this. And God, you see how hard I worked? And and look at, you know, this is the fire and the hurricane and the earthquake. Like, this is when we're just going crazy, trying so hard to live life, you know, and, and, and we're so busy working that we're not letting God guide us. And this is where Elijah was. Elijah's like, in fact, Elijah was so busy working, he told God about it twice. Right, you notice that you are like he just said that. Yeah, he's like God. Do you see this? I am the only one here. I am the only one on your side, and they're trying to kill me because he was so busy working and so busy, and he was doing good stuff. Man, he called out far from heaven, killed all the prophets. It's okay, but he's like so busy doing all that stuff that he's not listening. Your parents ever do that? They start to tell you to do something, they get halfway through the instructions, and you start working. Are you a teacher? Yeah, you know, yeah, we, yeah, that's a good point too. Yeah, we get, you know, like, hey, you're doing this, and you're like, yeah, but look at what I'm doing now, and I didn't do that, you know. Or like, like I said, your teacher sometimes will be like, they'll give you the first paragraph. Okay, so I don't know if y'all have ever got this test. When I was a kid, I think I was in high school, I got this test. And at the top, the first instruction is read all the instructions before you do it. Anybody got this, right? And so it's like, Spin in a circle and draw a square and turn the paper over and write your life story. And then the last one is put your name on the paper and turn it in. And that's it, right? I've think i gotten that, you know, because we don't do that because, you know, we get so busy working that we're not paying attention to the instructions. And so that's what drive is. Drive is when we're so busy trying to do stuff that we're not listening. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like, yeah, you know, I, and like I said, I've gotten that test before, you know, and uh, just to see if people are paying attention. And so that's what drive is, okay? Now, the three, two, one, the low gears, okay? Low gears. This is when we want people to think that we're waiting on God, but we've already made up our mind, okay? I've been there. I've been there a bunch, you know, like, you know, we tell people. People are like, oh, so what are you going to do about this big decision? Well, you know, I'm just praying about it, but deep down we're like, whatever, I'm going to do this anyways. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to do what I'm going to do no matter what, you know, but we act like we're allowing God to teach us or to, to speak to us, but that's not really what's going on. But neutral... Which we tried to, I skipped over, and y'all see, neutral is where we want to be because neutral is where the car is running and we're able to move, but we're allowing somebody else to do the moving, right? Because when a car's in neutral, somebody got to push it. Okay, it's running as a, but when, you know, the, and so, so that's where we want to be. That's a, that's a position to hear and act on what God is telling us. It's a willingness to be moved and this is where we should be. So now the question becomes, how do we get into neutral? Like what, what does it take? Like, okay, that's a cool little analogy, but how do we get there? I'm going to tell y'all where, how we get there. First things first, being in neutral requires recognition. What do we have to Recognize. God's voice, yeah. John ten twenty seven says, my sheep listen to my voice. I love, I know them, and they follow me. Right? We talked about this with Samuel a couple weeks ago, how he was laying in bed, and he heard God talking to him, but he didn't know who God was. He thought it was Eli. And he's like, yes, Eli. And Eli's like, I didn't call you, dude. I'm sleeping. Quit waking me up. And he's like, oh, okay, that was the voice of God. I had to learn to hear the voice. He had to learn to recognize the voice of God, which sometimes means we've got to shut some other voices off. Okay, I heard a thing today, I was listening to a podcast today, and he was talking about how, uh, how our input determines our output, okay, the things that we allow into our lives can determine the way we act, and so sometimes that means we got to shut some other things off, some other inputs off, so that we can hear God, you know, like, like how many of you guys study with music? Like, you need some music on to study. Believe it or not, as much as I like music, I don't study well with music. It distracts me because I get to concentrate on the music. And then I'm like, ooh, I bet I can play that song. And next thing I know, I've got my guitar and I'm totally confused. Like, you know, I I can't study with music. So you know what? When I want to get some studying done, I got to shut the music off. And it might be good music. I listen to, you know, tons of praise and worship and stuff. But sometimes I need to shut it off so that I can allow God to input what he wants to in me. Yes, ma'am. And some people are. It helps them focus and that kind of stuff. But the point being, my, my overall point right here, is that sometimes we have to put aside some other things so that we can recognize the voice of God. Okay? Here's the Here's second, second thing, is that, is 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 that neutral, neutral requires willing, willingness. Gain, okay, Dave, when he said this, to gain, he said this, he said this, he said this, he hear he can hear. hear, to hear, them hear. Them you ever had his parents, parents are, be like, like, you're going to like, you're like, I'm not trying to talk to you. And they're like, are you I, I, can like I can hear you and you are hear like, like hearing and hearing the same, same as, as, as this is right right right, right? 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 we all been in those conversations where where we're hearing but we're not really like listening and comprehending and stuff like yes the sound is technically reaching us. The, the sound waves are traveling through the air and they're touching our eardrum and all that stuff but we're not really computing those kind of things yeah yeah uh, we've I've been there a lot like you know when I'm FaceTiming with Jen, if I have the TV on in the background, sometimes I'm not listening, right? Like, like you know, sometimes we got to be aware of that, you know? And so we can hear it, but we have to be willing to hear. We have to choose to hear because sometimes we, we don't want to hear what God says. You know, or like that little kid. La, 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 I can't hear you, I can't hear you. Right? Y'all know what I'm talking about? Sometimes we get like that. We got to choose to listen and not just hear. Third thing, neutral requires trust. See, it's one thing to recognize God's voice. It's another thing to choose to listen. It's another thing to trust in what he's saying. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And all your ways submit to him and he will make your paths straight. You've probably heard that scripture like a bajillion and seven times if you've been in church very much. But, But that's what it's talking about. You know, it's one thing to, to recognize God. It's another thing to hear and listen. It's a whole other thing to actually trust enough to act. You know, when you're a little kid, you go to the pool with your parents, and your dad would stand like, just far enough away from the edge to freak you out and be like, jump. And you get those little kids who are like, and they look. And they look around, and they, you know, and they take forever before they finally are like, "Should I go? I don't know. He's really far away. I don't know if I can make it." You know, but you gotta trust, and you finally jump into your dad's arms. You are like, "Okay, good, I made it. Look at that, ta da! Here I am," because we have to trust. I think this is the hardest thing for us to do. I really do. And this whole list of things, I think this might be the hardest because, you know, you, you know, okay, if I read God's word, that's His voice. Like, okay, I, you know, I get that, and and I can hear it, and I can choose to, but. The, but to actually act on it and to trust somebody else is really hard. Especially cuz in our culture in America today, it's all about pull yourself up by your bootstraps and and you know, we got the, we got a whole channel called the do it yourself channel, which is fine. It's actually really entertaining. I like watching that show. That channel, it really is. But you know, but that mentality that I got it, I got I'm in control. I can control my own destiny. This whole thing is such a non-scriptural way to live life. But in America, we think it's the way to do, like, you know, it's all about you control you and you do what makes you feel good and all this kind of stuff when the reality is we have to trust him and it's the hardest thing to do. Here's the fourth thing, is that uh, neutral requires repentance. Neutral requires repentance. See, here's the thing, the stuff that we allow to continue, the things that we continue to do, it's like a, it's like a block in front of the tires. That can be a neutral, but if, if there's a block keeping the thing from going, I'm not going to go anywhere. 1 John nine says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us all of our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. God has made it really obvious in his word that sin is a barricade. It cuts off communication between us and him. Oh uh, y'all probably won't get this analogy, but I'm using it anyways. Okay, so so especially back in the day when we had internet problems, like not dial up, I'm not going quite that far back, but like sometimes and and like we'd pull up the little network settings thing. Anybody ever had to pull up your network settings on a computer? Okay, and sometimes it'll be like okay, so here's your computer, and there's the, they've got the little world that represents the internet, right? You've got the computer and the world, and sometimes in between there's a red X because you're not communicating with the internet. Sometimes it, on your phone you might. get this if you drive out of of town too far even, you get it where, like, okay, you're like, sweet, I got LTE, awesome, okay, 4G, okay, 3G, oh, poop, there it goes, like, you know, and then it's like, you got nothing, you have no communication, because even though you got your phone and it's on, there's no communication, that's what sin is, sin is that little red X, sin is that thing that keeps us from communicating with Him, and confession is, is where it comes in, confession is where we begin to break that communication, or when we, we reestablish that communication, okay? Confession is, the, is the, uh, the thing that repairs that pathway, like, okay, so a couple weeks ago, I don't know if any of y'all drive down 8th Street very much, but they had 8th Street and Grandview blocked off for like a whole week, and it was really annoying, and I had to go like, yeah, I had to go all out of the way, it was a huge mess, I couldn't get home, um, I know, yeah, some of y'all go that way, because they were repairing the road, Right, So for that period of time, that thing was, was blocked. like We couldn't get there, okay? But they fixed the road, and now we can drive on it again. And that's confession. Confession is what fixes the road and allows us to make that trip. That is what allows us to continue on and to have that, communi- that path of con- communication be open. So here's what we're going to do. We are going to take a few minutes here and allow ourselves to do that. We're going to allow ourselves to reopen that path of communication. I'm not going to make you stand up and tell everybody what's going on or anything like that. But but here's what I do want you to do. I want you to close your eyes and bow your heads. And if you're here tonight and you say, you know what? Yeah, there's something. There's a habitual sin. There's something that's going on. Something maybe recent that I've started doing or something that just today, I, you know, something that you know is, is blocking that line of communication between you and God. If that's you, I just want you to raise your hand and put it back down. You don't have to keep it up long. Okay? Put it back down. That's fine. And if it's not you tonight, great. But if it is you, again, there's no judging. Nobody's looking around. Just raise your hand up and put it right back down. might be something big. It might be something small. But the word says that if we confess and acknowledge our sin to him, he will cleanse us. And so sometimes when we're not hearing from God, it's because we've got this stuff in our life. So I'm going to pray. And even if you didn't raise your hand, but you know, like, this is something that's going on, something that you need to deal with, you can can pray along too. You don't have to raise your hand to me or tell me you're, you know, This is between you and God. If you say, you know what, I need to to confess to God. Because he knows it, but you you have to confess. God wants to speak to you. He wants you to hear his voice. He wants you to know it and to listen to it and to trust it. But before any of that can happen, you have to have the pathways open. Heavenly Father, I pray, God, that tonight, Lord, whatever we have that's keeping us from you, God, we confess it to you god the struggles and the addictions lord and the the issues that are not outside god but they're us they're internal there's something that we are doing something that that we have the control over god i pray that we would give those to you we would confess those to you right now god that we would allow you to Wash us clean, God. We know that you said our sins are as far away as the east is from the west once we've confessed them to you. And so, God, we ask you right now to forgive us. God, renew the, the communication, the lines of communication. God, so that we can hear your voice more clearly and we would listen to you and trust you, God, and act on what it is you've called us to do. God, I pray that You would put us in situations where we have to step out in faith, where we have to jump off that ledge. God, where we have to allow you to take over. God, put us in those situations. And God, that everything that we do would go to glorify you. God, I pray for these students as they study and as they do their homework and their projects and stuff, God, that they would be able to focus. I pray that you would... Be with their family situations and their friends, God. We pray for Bowie, Lord, as they're continuing to, got to deal with the loss of this student and the, this car accident. God, I thank you for, God, the work that I know you, the healing that you have already begun in that situation. And, God, we praise you in advance for the continued healing and the way that even in this tragedy, you are going to be glorified and you're going to be made famous, God. Lord, I just pray that each student here would come to know you better, would come to know you more, and know you deeper, Heavenly Father. God, we thank you. We love you. In my name we pray.